Yo, 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 it's part two of this week's episode bonus. You already know, get in our geopolitical bag. This is CJ the Day Slayer from Upgrade America Podcast 2.0. You already know, like, share, subscribe, be blessed, prosper, be kind to one another. Um, yeah, we get into it, man. Very intense. Hope you guys enjoy it. Um, that's all I got. Peace. disconnect but we are still yeah, going back at it yeah now nah, i was just i don't know what are your thoughts on that those um pacific countries like economically i'm looking at that because taiwan i got my homegirl she has a business there a family there so like i kind of got a personal interest in taiwan taiwan um, is critical to for china to get all their naval stuff like access to to the Pacific. We were talking about BRICS a little earlier. Mm-hmm. And, and like I forgot to mention the Philippines. Mm-hmm. That's do, right. They yeah. want to use that currency. I want to say it might be Thailand. They want to use that currency. There's a whole bunch of current countries. Maybe the Solomon Islands. Your screen went out. Yeah, I'm sending it to the voicemail. Okay. Hit that one. It's not going to get cut off again. So, uh, yeah. yeah, Solomon Islands. But you know who is an interesting player oh. in this BRICS? I forgot to mention that. It's one of your favorite countries. It's not Iran. You said it's, it's, oh, it's in the Middle East? Yeah, it is. Israel. <laughs> Israel <laughs> is getting on board with bricks with their with their digital currency so i got this information from florida observer they're also uh veteran military veteran podcasters mm-hmm. and i'm I, I follow up on bricks as well oh no there's also rethinking the dollar shout out is a, a brother from detroit he does a really dope podcast i'll send you some links for him. okay he was mentioning about bricks as well and yeah, Israel may be doing some business with them, which interests me and is uh, going to get further scrutiny from the Great America podcast. Yeah, because uh, aren't we giving them billions a year? <clears throat> oh, yes. So, how does that work again? Thing is, like, <laughs> I'm not too sure how it works. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not too sure how, how it works, but, um, I want to watch that develop because it's one thing to do trade with other countries, but when you're making financial commitments, like as far as currencies and everything, that's a pretty big deal. And as you mentioned, like the United States throws a lot of money to Israel. The United States has very uh, cordial, friendly relationships with Israel. And it's just like, yo, I got beef with these two guys and you're supposed to be my buddy, but you guys are doing like drug deals and stuff behind my back. Like, I would feel some type of way. But again, we're watching this as it unfolds and whole CBDC and Bitcoin updates, we're gonna bring it to you on Upgrade America.
I got a question since we're on that real quick. What would happen if we were to cut off aid to Israel? What do you think they would do? What's the first thing you think they would do? Okay, so then let's go down to our conspiracy theories rabbit hole. Do you remember our New World Order pyramid all that stuff? So it's like high up on that pyramid. Remember, like people are at the bottom. Government is over the people. Corporations are over the government. Banks own the, uh, the corporations. Central banks own the little banks. And then, you know, all of But up in that central bank tier, those big bank tiers, my understanding is Israel has a lot of power. Like, historically, I believe Israel had, like, a lot of, like, form- to forming the banks. You know, so... I'm, I'm freestyling off this. I'd rather have some some hard data to work with, speculation. Mm-hmm. To answer your question, how would they flex? Some sort of fiscal policy. Let's do some research on, how you say, connections between Israel and IMF. Let's do some research on mm-hmm. connections okay. between Israel and the World Economic Forum. Like, I, I, I can only imagine they have some leverage in there or other institutions that have leverage over them who can just down channel the, the, the squeeze. And I'd be curious how, how that would affect their relations in the Middle East if we were to cut them off. Like, now, how does that play out for them? Because they kind of rely on that protection, so to speak. And we rely on their proximity. No, so I, I, I so here's my pushback again, based solely on speculation. It's all entertainment on the Upgrade American podcast. That's right. So, what does China do best? They emulate our stuff. They copy our stuff. Yeah. So let's just say in, in this scenario, like yo, they got all of our tech, or a large majority of our tech. As you mentioned, we've been lacking. We've been lacking in in the upgrade. So it's like. They got some significant, China has some significant technology from that helicopter crash, the stealth helicopter crash. They got that. So it was like, if China is now the military arms, like, dealer for, for Israel, they really don't need this. If they are, how you say, early adapters in this CBDC, they're going to be richer than their, they're going to be a very wealthy nation when it, it flourishes. Because remember, CBDCs, unlike the dollar, other currencies, you can't just print them to infinity. No, no, no. It's like they're non-fungible, meaning it's like they're accountable. It's, you can't just, or maybe they can. It's not Bitcoin. I'm, I'm confusing them with Bitcoin or trying to compare them with Bitcoin. I don't know. But, Israel's playing ball. We'll, we'll do some more. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. And you definitely highlighted something I did not think about. But that you make a very valid point on what it says. No permanent enemies or something like that. That saying. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. They're, or no permanent friends. No permanent something like that. Some saying actually like that. That loyalty is, is rented. It is Ooh. not a permanent. It's not yeah. a permanent thing. So it's, um, that's a lesson that, that I learned, but loyalties are not, uh, they they shift by the day. And the same thing with, with nations and, mm-hmm. and and nations and relations. So, yeah. 
That's a good point. Um, what else we got left? I think we covered almost everything on the docket, right? Um, no. Go ahead and play that clip for the George, uh, the George W. Bush, his little Freudian slip, if, if you have. Uh, okay, yeah, let me see if I can, let's see. That just reminded me. Because that I was know that's... very powerful, man. It, uh, I laughed at first, and then I was just like, I kind of wanted to puke. I kind of felt I felt you when you, when I seen that clip. I saw it on Twitter before you sent it, mm-hmm. and then I felt it. I was like, I said, I know Cam, I gotta see this, bro. And it was disturbing this to me is- while you're looking for it. I'll, I'll tell you about my experience with it. So George Bush, he said a Freudian slip. He was supposed to be speaking about Ukraine, but he really mentioned Iraq, and then he more or less like laughed about it and joked about it, and I laughed too. And then I recall times asking my senior leadership, like, yo, why are we here? Why are we risking life, limb, and sanity here? And it's just like, you feel the vibe of the people. Like, I was there after the surge. So it was like, yo, the formal military fell. We were fighting a counterinsurgency. There's no police, so to speak. We were training the, uh, the Iraqi police and stuff like that. But it didn't make sense to me, and I had a lot of questions. I was a senior airman at the time. Mm. Yeah, I was senior airman when I was at uh, in, in Kabul too in Afghanistan. Now that you mentioned that, but at the time it felt it felt gross. Like it wasn't yo you you're in Afghanistan. Cool, we were there because we were pursuing Osama bin Laden and mm-hmm. uh, retribution for for the twin towers. But Iraq, I'm just trying to put the story together, the yellow cake, uranium, and then just everything was, like, it didn't make sense to me. And while I was there, I was dealing with internal conflicts. You know, I was just like, yo, you got to do what you got to do to keep your head, not to get your head blown off. But at the same time, the people who are trying to kill you are not like, hey, it ain't nothing personal. So if you got that clip, man, please, please play, play that, like. Okay, let's see here. Let me pull it up. Uh, should be real quick if this thing pops up here. Okay. Yeah. But, um, I don't know. <clears throat> it's very... At, a part of me said, like, yo, he's going to feel... Like, I I felt bad, like, because he got away with it. All the Bush got away with all the atrocities. And, and there's a lot of blood on his hands and no type of charges. They want to pin people up for little charges and uh, assaults, murders, and things like, like that. But this, <laughs> you're talking about... It, countless people were murdered. Countless soldiers have lost their, their lives and limbs. And he walked away still living his billionaire lifestyle. And I'm like, what type of world do we live in where there surely there must be some sort of justice? But I knew it had to be eating away at him. Like, I'm like, it has to be eating away at him. Getting all these letters about dead soldiers and, and just getting the reports about all the death and destruction it has to be eating away at him. And perhaps this this slip 
was a it, it was a glimpse of that as he was comparing it to unjust and uh and, and tyrannical the irony and i think of the other stuff my humanitarian side of all of those individuals women men and children that are not combatants mm-hmm. that have been killed in all these conflicts for what reason like if you really boil it down to what reason like their whole society has been flipped upside down if you really think about it yes indeed like everything like you look at libya you look at iraq afghanistan is kind of a little different obviously but still like you still wreck those people's way of life and I don't know, man. I sit there and think of that body count. Kids, women, children, elderly, like, for what? (laughs) Like, really, for what? And when you were talking about that internal conflict, I resonated with that so hard because that's when the light bulb came on when I was there. I was like, wait a minute. And looking at these kids in the eye, because, you know, eye contact is huge in the Middle East. It's a sign of respect. Yes, indeed. I caught eyes with these people. And and the other thing I remember talking about in therapy that these people are dark like me. And I'm over there encroaching on their way of life. And after I'm done here, I got to go back home and somebody's going to be encroaching on my way of life. (laughs) And that's the irony, isn't it? Yeah. The the bitter irony in it that, um, yeah, trust me, and I know the feeling. Yeah, and, so. um, it's a lot the process and it was just like for me just hearing essentially the president is the, of the United States is the commander in chief of the military forces he is the top tier of the chain of command so when I was in Iraq I was on I was there on orders from him and um, yeah it was just wow like ha 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 that's funny you, you, you said that and then it's just like then the gravity like bow smack yeah yeah like, like a mother of all bombs but you you can get that clip huh oh i was playing it while you <clears throat> i was playing oh, so it wasn't... And talking and i couldn't yeah my huh? bad i wasn't i didn't hear you oh i don't know I don't know if I had to do it from my phone or I was playing on my laptop. I think it might have went over. Nah, I didn't. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. Um, how you want me to do it? Um, yo, if you do it from your phone, maybe that might work. All right, let me cut off live then, because I don't think I can do it at the same oh, time. No, 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 right. no worries, no worries. I just dropped sure? the link. Okay. I just dropped the link in there. Okay. If possible, I may be able to, because I gotta join these two clips somehow. Okay. Yeah, let me know if you hear it, though, because I did play it. I played it. You were quiet for a while, and then you started talking, and so you couldn't hear it. So I was like, all right, well, I turned it off. But, um... Oh, yeah, my bad, my bad. No, you're good. Um, Yeah, I mean, we want the the American people to know this, because this is what y'all don't hear. Because, real talk, they censor veterans for speaking the truth. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's first hand. Yeah, so just throwing that out there. Um, patriotism is cool, all that stuff. It's cute, it's warm and fuzzy, yellow ribbons, all that good stuff. 
discounts, whatever, but I never forget that line in uh, Black Hawk Down. Politics go out the window when the bullets start flying. Yes, that was never a very powerful that. line for me, too. It was the Delta Force commando who said that. And, yo, for professional war fighters, like, that was, like, dogma. Those films were, like, dogma for us. And Black Hawk Down was a great training, how do you say, it's a great reference for, for, for war fighters about preparation. Like, a lot of those guys thought it was going to be short work going in, and I think it was an extraction mission. And yeah. these guys oh didn't even, they didn't bring all of their equipment. They didn't bring night vision goggles because they didn't think they would be there at night. They didn't, some of the guys didn't even have plates on their back because, like, <laughs> what I look like getting shot in the back. And, you know, they were, there's a lot of lack of preparation. So, biggest takeaway from that film, always be prepared. But as you mentioned, yeah, for me, you know, in my experience, with the conflicts I dealt with internally, mm-hmm. Again, when you when you're saying like, yo, it's uh, <laughs> all that goes out the window, you and it's like you're you're, you're getting attacked, you know. So it's and ironically, um, I don't know if you remember this. I don't know if Sergeant Clark was still there at the crack house, aka tech school. Sergeant AKA Clark sounds very familiar. Yeah, he was a ranger. He was at cool. Black Hawk Down, right? So. Hold on, he was, was said going, he was in he was he was there. Well, yeah, because Air Force has some uh they had some boots on the ground. No, no, he was nah, he was uh Army Ranger at that time. He wasn't Air okay, Force. Okay, okay. So I never forget this. That came out while I was in tech school. Right? We all obviously were in our training. We're gonna go see that movie. Like I remember that movie came out, we told Sergeant Clark. Our MTL, our military training leader, for those that don't wow, know. Yeah, you're right. Do you he was Clark. I did pissed. not know that though. He was pissed. He was like, "That shit is like Disney to what really fucking happened." I was I like, can only imagine. And I never forgot that. Um, but it made me also think of historical examples of um, Vietnam, mm. Afghanistan, twice. Um, now currently Ukraine like I'm looking at all these historical examples shit even uh, fucking uh, US versus Britain you know in the formation of the United States Civil mm-hmm. so, War same thing you know like all these historical examples you know um, shit slave rebellions which don't get spoken about in mm-hmm. American history um, ironically you know, doing more with less, but you never hear about it. You know, the victor's not gonna tell the defeats. They might learn from the defeats, but they're not gonna tell the defeats like that. But all that to say, I always tell people war is ugly. You don't want no parts of it. Prepare for it, but hope you never have to go to it. Well, they say train for war, pray for peace. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, and that's what another reason I am concerned. I keep referring back to this massacre thing because it's like the the individual who committed these atrocities was able to peacefully surrender. And there may be individuals who may lobby for his uh, him to plead insanity and 
live out his, his life peacefully in a, a comfy mental institution. And it's like, <laughs> that could incite more people to, to do that, hence triggering some sort of racial, racial conflict. But for the people who have this illusion, like, yeah, you're armed, you're trained, you're organized, and you think you're gonna come out on top, war bites everyone. You don't go into that and it, it, it will bite you somewhere or it bites you in your mind or it bites one of your friends or family. Like, it, it, as, as CJ said, it's, it's, it's help. So, you know. Um, you know what's interesting also? You're talking about you hope it doesn't inspire other people to do what the Buffalo, Buffalo grown-ass man did. Mm-hmm. Call it that because he's 18. Kyle Rittenhouse case set mm. a precedent not too long ago. That set a nice little precedent. It did. And uh, we have to follow this trial. And more so, we need to follow and focus on who is sponsoring this gentleman's counsel. Mm. Awesome. curious, who's the judge and who's going to be uh, the uh, defense? I'm curious... Are Will they have the, a black prosecutor? Will yeah. They have, like, I'm curious, are they doing back deals? I had to start questioning this stuff now, obviously, because of that. Let's talk about the jury as well. Because clearly you're going to have bias if it's, yo, you have an old black jury, or let's just pick a sample demographic from Buffalo, predominantly black city. And it's just like, so what do you do? You can't have any black people on the jury because they're going to be biased. How, how does that work? I'm, I'm, I'm just thinking of well, It's supposed to be a jury of his peers, so that shouldn't be hard to do. So, right. 18-year-olds? But again, are they going to be predominantly white 18-year-olds? Like, how is this going to... I'm curious. I mean, to, to set... How should I put this? To set a new standard, why not all of them be 18, but all different demographics as mm-hmm. the jury? Why not? I wouldn't be against that motion. I wouldn't be against that motion because I think if you exclude, if you exclude, you know, like while you're 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 picking a, a, a jury, you know, there's gonna be a degree of bias. Mm-hmm. Just hearing the the motives of, of the crime for for a black jury to be like, I don't care, yo. But it's, it's almost like, I don't want to say you can rush through this thing, because I, I dare say you have a degree of, you got a lot of evidence. You got a lot of evidence. I'm sure there's some video camera as well. I don't know, man. I need to brush up on, on my laws uh, as, as far as uh, U.S. law, but um, your idea, I do like. Yeah, I think when they really say a jury of your peers, it should be your age group. <laughs> and a diverse panel like i'm starting to really think about that literally instead of figuratively well um has age demographic been been a part of that now what about with the as far as judgment as far as we mean like we got a jury now I'm like i'm cool i like that idea as far yeah. as judgment and is uh the whole potential insanity plea. Mm. 
he seemed very lucid and, and yeah, I was about to say that. Like, what to do. So I'm not going. You're, you're not getting a. You're not getting that pass that uh, nah. racism is a mental illness. No, you don't get that. What is the proper punishment for him? In this for, case, you know we've domestic, gone back and forth with that. Domestic terrorism. Yeah. What What should What should his punishment be? Racially motivated domestic terrorism. Mm-hmm. While I am avidly against the death penalty, with the exception of of cops who you know who who kill people under the guise of of, of some other association, you know, or, or dirty cops who kill people, people in government who, who who kill citizens, dirty, like unjustly. I believe there's a special place for the death penalty there. I.e. Uh, Siobhan, the guy who killed George Floyd. I have a special place in my heart for a death penalty for, for him. And also for racially motivated terrorists. Like, I think there I reserve a, a, a spot for a death penalty. So should it be just be based... Because didn't uh, New York get rid of the capital punishment or whatever? They don't do that? Yeah. Where did he originally drive from? I think in New York, because he drove three hours, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Somewhere in New if York. He did, if he crossed state lines, I would snatch it as a Fed case. Yeah. Like special exemption with, uh, I mean, we're shredding the Constitution. Why not uh, shred that cruel and unusual punishment for a couple of exceptions? And yet, I, 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 would, I would like to see him publicly executed. Mm, okay. That would be interesting. What... Hmm. How would that affect future acts if that was to happen? Deterrence? You think it would be a deterrence? Because we talked about this. Hold up. We talked I about. Said no, I did not say. I did not say. Oh, you're a little uh, snake venom, nothing like that. Oh, I'm all for the cruel and unusual punishment. Yeah. When it comes to racially motivated terrorism, No, I, I agree. Like, but I'm talking about. We were talking about the human rights stuff in, like, say, Saudi Arabia, for example. Yeah, right? but we're shredding yeah. the Constitution, so. Okay. <laughs> All right. I was just curious. I was just bringing this up because we, we, we talked about this. No. Now, in Saudi Arabia, my understanding, you can still get your hand chopped off for theft. You can still get lacerated and physically. Mm-hmm. No, under the circumstances, absolutely not. But when you have the you have the literal manifesto when you have the video evidence when you have all the evidence there and it's racially motivated because mm-hmm. again when racially motivated killers get off easily it, it, it sex the stigma and more people want to do that so yeah crucify crazy and uh yeah, do that do that publicly so uh you know to to set that uh, set that deterrent and I say again for terrorism, racially motivated terrorism. I want to emphasize that. And um, I say government officials who are, are abusing their position. Okay. Well, that sounds that I don't disagree. I was just curious on your thoughts, but <laughs> I don't disagree at this point because obviously the justice system is not working properly. So it's we, really we want to. Yeah. Because like I I, uh, I lost track of what happened to the officer who killed George Floyd, 
But my understanding, yeah, I thought it was like a life sentence or, or something. Oh, but it's, um, again, that goes to show the power of, how do you say, people lobbying for your defense, for murderers' mm-hmm. defense, and, you know, and, and, and the leniency it results from. So, um, our justice system is messed up. I don't know. I don't have the answer to it. It's... I agree. <laughs> well, that's what we gotta strive to upgrade America. America. You already know. Oh, 2.0. Add that on there. You know, you already know. Um, I know you asked about recently I got back on my um fitness journey and Cam asked cool. me um what I've been doing. So for those that don't know, this is like a book. It has a bunch of moves like calisthenics nice, nice. kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's old. Um, it was expensive because I had to actually find this book. Where'd um, you get it? I ran across this somehow years ago, and this guy did like martial arts. I think he was like in the military, special forces, or something like that. I was getting ready to say Matt Fury sounds familiar. Yeah, like, um, army combatives or something like that. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna read real quick, like his intro. So he's from Iowa. He did swimming and wrestling. Uh, let's see. Definitely wrestled. Let's see. Okay. He went to the Olympics. Um, oh, no, no, he didn't. I thought he did. Uh, he won on a college level. And he wrestled with, like, Dan Gable, one of the great wrestling greats from back in the day. Uh, Open the training business for wrestlers and fitness enthusiasts. Let's see. Is that before his military service? No, nah, he didn't serve in the military. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah I thought he did. I assumed he did, but he didn't. He just was a wrestler and swimming, and he did all this stuff growing up. Um, but he did get into martial arts around, it looks like, 1990. And then he started taking on those philosophies of, I guess, those who were training him. He learned the ancient art. I've never heard of this. Shao Chao? A old, the oldest style of Kung Fu. Okay. It's very yes. smooth martial arts. Yeah, it's like grappling, the grappling art. Um... His teacher was from Taiwan, ironically. <laughs> he competed in Beijing, won a gold medal. Um, man, he's pretty accomplished. Traveled to Tampa. Let's see, move. Okay, so he's he lived in Tampa. Uh books about in general, like just basically it's about fitness and so Why you, you tell me about like uh, one of the workouts that you do, or did okay. So this is one of the fundamental um, movements. It's like squats. It's like squats without weights, right? Mm-hmm. But it's supposed to help build endurance in your thighs, calves, lower back, and chest, and strength. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's true. Like when I was doing this hardcore and I first got out. This is when I discovered this randomly on Amazon. When I first got out, I would do this, run like a mile and a half, and then swim in my grandparents' pool. I was ripped, bro. Like, just off of this. No weights, no nothing. Like, 
right? So that's one of the fundamental, um, it's called like the foundation of it. And it's like Hindu push-ups, right? It's like a yoga pose mixed with a push-up. Right? Is that inverted? Nah, it's um, it's like this motion. When you do it, it's like you're doing a push-up, but you're doing a yoga pose too. I see, I see. It's like this, like kind of like a wave in a sense. Those are intense. So <laughs> if you can do these, I was doing sets of four when I was at my peak. Because you're using all of your body weight. Like it's, it's like a push-up on steroids. Like, so <laughs> when you're doing a workout. Yeah. Um, and then you got to do the back bridge. This is the last part. So, and you hold this for like, I think three minutes. No, actually you do it back and forth 10 to 20 times. So I was doing it a little different, but. And what's the benefit of this one? Right here. All this is like total body workout stuff. Oh, so all of these work your entire body with one exercise. That's dope. So the back bridge. So, um, let me see. And you can do it with that. I'm trying to find, hold on, where it said, he says the benefits. Okay. It helps um, eliminate chronic neck back pain for many people. Not for everybody. He says consult your physician, all that good stuff. So he does have a website and stuff. I guess I'll put that in there. Does it strengthen um, the back as well? Yeah. Because that's something I want to work on is uh, I want to strengthen uh, strengthen my back. I need to. I don't have any uh, good doors to put a good pull-up bar yeah. on there besides Probably. putting it in the kitchen. And I don't think my lady would approve uh, of that. But yeah, that you get this book and stuff like that bro this stuff you don't need none of that basically <laughs> this well, yeah, stuff I'm saying, if i can get away ass. with doing that that's that's what's up maybe if you could uh send me some screenshots later offline they'll be okay good. yeah um yeah so i've been doing that and i've been trying to incorporate more cardio like just i'm getting back into running a little bit just a mile and a half. I don't need to do like longer than that for me. Um, and then I started doing sprints like I, on a soccer field. And I was going to run barefoot because I found a good field where I can do that. So mm -hmm. they say it's good to run barefoot too because it's Bro, natural. You know yeah. what? Uh, damn, man, I totally forgot about those, but the barefoot shoes. The Vibrams were probably the best running shoes I've ever had. Okay, they're barefoot shoes, so they're like individual toes, and they're so they're so light. But I used to run for miles with that. What I am, am starting to love is tennis, so I've been playing that. Okay, and that's a pretty great workout as well. Yeah. You know, you're moving around with that. I want to do some more research on the rules to make sure we're praying it correctly and that my lady yeah. is winning and I'm, I'm losing it but yeah it's hitting the ball back and forth running from around from that is it, pretty good exercise and it's like I don't feel this very high impact to me it's it's, it's a yeah. light sport I, I enjoy it but it's another benefit from it is it's almost like an equalizing sport 
meaning like when you have the the racket and, and a tennis ball it's, it doesn't matter if you're bigger than me or, or what have you. Size is not a factor with that. You have the ability to, to score just as, as equally as, as I do. That's another Good reason point. I enjoy uh, the game, too. But yeah. I think, I yeah. My fitness. Uh, I mean, oh. I still do my, my boxing training, my, my running, and, and all that. But, like, that's an addition to it that I, I, I enjoy. It. It's just like, and it's that competitive spirit is always fun, too. Yeah, so I've been on that. I'm telling you, this is my second day of rest. Word up. Uh, I went pretty hard. You know, it's been a long, it's been months since I've really worked out intensely. So I'll get back into it. I'll probably walk today. I won't do nothing heavy. And then tomorrow I'll get back on it. When are you going to do your PT test? <laughs> oh, I also do uh, planks too. I, I, I do those today too. Yeah. There's a lot of different types of them, and I want to experiment with the different ones. I just did the conventional ones, but there's like an inverted one that's supposed to be pretty good too. Okay. Yeah, I got to look because what I started doing is researching and looking for our age group mm-hmm. what to do, and that does make a difference. Like, you got to do exercises based on your age group too because our body changed. Differently as well. Like, in my youth, remember for the PT test, we had to do a certain amount of push ups within a minute. So that means yes. you're boom, boom, boom. You're doing rap. You're doing very fast push-ups. In my youth, that was acceptable, you know, because you could rip muscles and drink protein shape to prepare it better. But now I find like I'm doing them slower. Like I'm doing more. I'm more worried about like yo, get the correct movement, correct motion, and yes. do do it slower. And I feel you get more out of it than just boom, 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 and just bouncing with momentum. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's why I like these workouts because I'm about simplicity and but effectiveness, you know. So when I do these three, I'm like, I'm done. I'm spent. Once I get in a groove, like the benefits are crazy and it just sneaks up on you like one day. Cause it sometimes compounds, I, man. Yeah, like it was one time I... Um, at work, sometimes we have dead cars. We got to push cars in, and like I just like nothing because I was doing this. I was like, oh man, like, everybody like, but it was easy. It didn't because I was working out every day, so it yeah, wasn't strong. Yeah, you know what? What I like about that is like essentially that book is a gym that you can just oh you gotta travel, you're on the other side of the world. If if your routine, if your workout is dependent on weight. And equipment, <clears throat> how do you say travel and things of that nature can disrupt your routine. But yeah. if you're, if you can do exercise, if your routine you can do anywhere, you don't need equipment. You know, you can do it anywhere in the world. So that's why I think I want to. I may get the same book or look for something like that, just yeah. so I can uh, make your body the gym. That should be uh, the philosophy. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, that's been it, and I also learned with my eating habits i have a horrible time with portion control Mm. so and then how many times i eat so i figured out at work if i eat like four times during work that's a lot more effective of course i'm drinking my water hydrating then if i eat once and then again and then that's it so i've been tweaking that my eating patterns and stuff and then of course what i'm eating as well thing is and we could do a whole whole nother episode to this but it's like 
we've been conditioned poorly with the food pyramid. One, because everyone's body is different. Like, mm-hmm. we all have different body chemistry. So, like, what works for one person may not work for another one. But I get you have to be general. And so I suppose that was their best attempt at generalizing nutrition. But the best thing that, that you, and you must absolutely do this in, in your, your, the sooner the better, but in your late thirties, like you gotta like see what works best for your body. I'm learning like, yo, okay, cool. Don't have carbs until this time because carbs make me sweepy. And yeah. you don't need no carbs. I don't need to be all, be all sleepy. And you know, it's like, so it's like what I find that's working very well in the morning for energy, the green juice like that yeah. green juice just the bitterness of it wakes me up green yeah. tea even like i'm getting away from the things i consume i'm consuming more things with you must have a purpose if i'm gonna put you in my body no more no more fifths of hennessy and, <laughs> and all that like if i'm putting you in my body you must have a purpose like green tea has the antioxidants and has the, the energy as well but mm-hmm. it's all about gradual adjustments man in progression True. Um, yeah, I had to laugh because I do that too. Like, I, I call this like my immunity shake I've been doing since mm. the and it's been effective. Like, I've only been probably sick, honestly, one time out of the whole two years. We'll keep it up because they, uh, do you recall? There's, we may have covered it. There's like these monkeys in Pennsylvania that, like, Escaped from a truck and bit somebody and all that stuff. I was just talking about that yesterday at a birthday dun, party. Dun, dun. Six months later, behold, the monkey plague is yeah. uh, that's trending. I really don't hope this is like we joked about COVID and then it like became a thing, shut down the world. So I'm not gonna joke about the monkey. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got now <laughs> playing. But yo, this is a great podcast, man. Great shopping yeah. too. Hope we brought a lot of value, positive energy to to our to our listeners. You know, we're all about there's room for improvement, and we're about upgrading America. Uh, yeah, that's what we're all about. You know what I'm saying? This is our country, man. We're trying to upgrade it. Shout out to Miss Irby Education. She's delightful. She does. She teaches reading for kids. She's cool. from Detroit. Check her out. Um, she just popped up on my IG live. Uh yeah man uh yeah we got a little heavy today so but we try to end on a light note <laughs> we try I bring the doom uh, and gloom train around time to time uh, any last thoughts any philosophy quotes or anything like that you could think of off the dome man philosophy quote you're you live in Orlando you know all about about Disney we discussed before. UFOs, all that. Are are we all in? Are we in a Disney like? Is this like a Disney stream quantum computer thing? I don't know what the heck this is. In what we're in, man. What is this thing? Because it's it's my life alone is a movie. Yeah, it's a series. So and all the other things going around the world. Like, what do you think this thing is that we're in? It does feel like we're in virtual reality right now. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I don't disagree with you. Like, yeah, I can honestly say that's what it feels like. Like, everything feels surreal at this point. It does. And a part of me is like, okay, I see the metaverse emerging. 
I see we are building little simulated universes and I can only be like, is this what it is? Like one of those Russian dolls simulation within simulation. And then it's like, I don't know, man. All I can hope is that the creator is is a nice person or being. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll see, man. But um, yeah, that's all I got, man. That's all I got, man. It is what it is. If we're, we're simulated or we're not, we're here and we're blessed. So enjoy this time we've been given. It is our, our ultimate, ultimate asset. But y'all be blessed. Enjoy the week and strive to upgrade America in your neighborhood. Peace.